listening to Nightlight. Hi and welcome to Nightlight. Well, we're going to do something on this program that I don't think I've ever done before. First of all, instead of, as I usually do, choosing songs that complement and go along with the inspirations or topic of the program, this time I'm going to choose inspirations that match the songs. And another thing I've never done before is feature just one album on the program. And the new album we're featuring today is called Friends for Life. It's from Sam Halbert, Mick Fridley and Ruth Gordon. And here's the first number. Just a simple man walking down this track. Darkness up ahead and shadows at my back. Haunted while I roam, but haunted if I stay. Gotta find the road back home, but I can't go back. Folks in a free world would only lose their way. Gotta find the road back home, but I can't go back that way. Tender words of Jesus in an open book. Careful what you find there if you decide to take a look. When greed, control, and power wanna tell you what it says, gotta find the road. Back home, but I can't go back that way. radio shows over many years will recognize the voice there of Mick Fridley. First song on our featured album on the program today. Recently released, Friends for Life. I feel alright when I'm listening to Nightlight. Nightlight. You're tuned in to Nightlight. Here we go with the first inspiration on the program. It's called Riding the Dragon by Curtis Peter Van Gorder. Strapping on my harness and checking my gear to make sure it was secure, I held the reins tightly in my hands. The winged creature lurched, squirmed, wriggled, and writhed to free itself from the restraints and heave me into the abyss. My keepers, one on either side, were able to contain its fury, but it took all of their skill and stamina to keep it from sweeping me off my feet and carrying me up into its lair. The voice on the radio startled me back into reality. Hands back, palms facing up, lean forward, look straight ahead, launch position. It was Avi, our master instructor, the mentor determined to give us the skill to defy gravity and soar, and most of all, to land safely afterwards. Launching is optional, landing is not he was fond of saying. I reassured myself that all was well, remembering our instructor's unblemished safety record. It was the end of our paragliding course. All the theory of lift, drag, and attack that we learned about would be pointless unless I now took the leap off this hill. Just keep calm and follow instructions, I repeated as a mantra. As I stood poised for launch, an eagle soared effortlessly overhead 
whirling in circles. He barely flapped his wings as he caught a rising thermal. I thought of a verse. They will soar high on wings like eagles. My radio crackled again. Are you ready? I nodded and took a few deep breaths, trying not to panic. What had Abby told us? Panic is one step before accidents. When you panic, your subconscious takes over and causes you to make mistakes. Hands back, my chute caught the wind, inflated, and pulled me back. I bent forward and looked up. Now I was committed. There was no turning back. I knew the next step was to run. Like life, if we lack energy to move toward our goal, circumstances will begin working against us. If I lost speed, the glider would begin its own journey sideways. I had to tell it what I wanted it to do. Fly! Land me safely! Run! Two steps and I was up. That was easier than I thought. More like riding a ski lift than a plane. I was flying high, enjoying the majestic view of blue mountains over a clear lake. I pulled gently on the brake to turn right. It obeyed, then right and left again, and then in for a landing and touchdown. Not as gently as I'd hoped, but not too rough either for a first time. I started critiquing my landing and telling Avi how I would do better next time. Don't be so hard on yourself, he chided. All safe landings are successful landings. Everyone clapped. I did too. Now, a band of brothers, we cheered each person as they landed, bonded in the fact that we had all faced our fears and won. After savoring the moment, I struck up a conversation with our instructors founders of a leading paragliding training school in India. Avi, the head instructor, and his wife, Anita, had both given up lucrative corporate jobs to pursue this dream, and it was not easy going at first. I asked Anita what she felt were the main factors responsible for the success of their endeavor. We burned all our bridges. Failure was not an option. It was do or die, and we weren't interested in the dying part. It took several years of slogging, traveling to give presentations at corporate events or anywhere they could get an appointment. A few brave souls tried it, then news spread, and now they're flying just about every day. I found that these entrepreneurs also had a deep spiritual side to their character. It was more than just an adrenaline rush or a risky business venture. It was an inner flight for them, and they wanted to share it with others. Paragliding is like life, Avi told me. We have to overcome difficulties and face challenges. Though we can get help from others, ultimately we have to proceed on our own. We have to face our fears and let go of our doubts and just fly. Change in the weather 
edition of Nightlight, shining God's love light to the world. And on the show today, we're featuring songs from a new album called Friends for Life. It's been recorded by Sam Halbert, Mick Fridley and Ruth Gordon, who has the next song called Pieces. Gotta pick up the pieces, broken clay from a life I knew. Start living even though I'm without you. Gonna make some changes, gonna be who I really am. Stop running in circles and do the best I can. the pieces broken glass upon the floor gonna work on forgiving leave behind what's gone before do some rearranging a mosaic made from the past stop running in circles Because pieces of clay and pieces of glass all can be remade into something beautiful. 
Rebuilding a Life, written by Mag Rain. My first encounter with Nadia was seven years ago, when a friend brought her to our home at ten o'clock one night. Her skin was sallow, her eyes sunken and empty. Her hair, obviously cared for meticulously at one time, was now dry and stringy and her clothes, facial expressions, and body language told us, even before she said a word, that she had lost hope. I learned that only a year earlier, Nadia had been the envy of many women in her neighborhood, beautiful, of good social standing, a wife of 30 years, and the, in quotes, perfect mother of two daughters living in a large, attractive house and hosting parties galore for her friends. But this was all far behind as Nadia sat in our living room holding tightly to her friend's hand. Life had taken a U-turn. Her husband had divorced her and their joint business was facing bankruptcy. The mortgage payments on the family house hadn't been paid for several months and it was about to be repossessed. Nadia's husband even tried to have it declared mentally ill so that he would have sole control of the property and business. The breakdown of her marriage caused her to feel like her world was falling apart, and even her physical health took a nosedive, culminating in a recent heart attack. To make matters worse, most of her friends were suddenly busy and hard to reach. Nadia had only gained a casual faith from her traditional upbringing, leaving her with the vague idea of a god somewhere far away, as she put it. However, she now realized that she wouldn't be able to overcome the current crisis without making him much more a real part of her life. Our first prayer together lifted her spirits a little, and by the end of the conversation, she'd committed to attending regular Bible studies. In the months to come, she gained a foundation in prayer and faith to where she could find answers to her own doubts and her sad thoughts and desperate longings. Progress was slow, and some days were better than others. There were a couple of years of ups and downs, but Nadia never lost hope and kept forging steadily ahead toward inner healing and a better future. Over time, Nadia regained the will to live, to work, to take care of her family, and to be a good example to her daughters. While others in her circle thought that what had happened to her was a tragedy, she now considered it another example of how God can turn all things to good in our lives, knowing that without that deep crisis of the soul and destruction of her former world, she would not have come to truly understand God's love for her or found the real meaning of her life. She reorganized her priorities in a new way. Now, Jesus came first. Nadia's financial and housing problems are still unresolved. Seven years later, the legal battle to keep her home is still ongoing, and she survives on a small pension, complemented by occasional part-time work. Though her own finances are tight, she often volunteers in our association's projects and even takes part in our clown therapy program. Most importantly, Nadia is herself better equipped to face whatever troubles life may deliver. She's lost her fear of loss because she knows that the one who took her through the greatest crisis of her life will never abandon her. Like a bird nestled firmly in God's hands, she looks down on the problems of life and they don't seem as earth-shaking as they once did. Like King David, she says with a smile, Why am I discouraged? Why is my heart so sad? I will put my hope in God. I will praise Him again, my Savior and my God. I remember days when we would laugh and we would play 
We would cast away our worries With every passing day We were reaching for the stars Wanting to go so far To the little ones who need it And that's why I want to plead again Don't give up hope, my friend Never say no, no, don't you give in Don't you know You've got the key to the door Your faith means more to me Now those days have passed And those mountains we have climbed Yes, you're right, it seems so fast But we've left them all behind But we've got to move along Though we can't give up our song now Cause it's written in the wind That we'll have to sing again Yes, it's worth the pain and tears To see the fruit of yesterday That in spite of all our fears We came this far Yes, it's worth the pain and tears to see the fruit we have today. But our dreams should still be reaching for the stars. Don't give up hope, my friend. Never say no, no, don't you give in, don't you know? Got the key to the door Your faith means more to me Don't give up hope, my friend Never give up, no, don't you give in Don't you know You've got the key to the And that's Mick Fridley again from the special album that we're featuring Friends for Life on the program today, recorded by Sam Halbert, Mick Fridley and Ruth Gordon, who I know have been lifelong friends and have served the Lord as missionaries in many countries of the world. And the Lord has used their musical talents in particular to win many souls to the Lord. And I've just remembered that it was Sam who composed what became the theme song to my first radio show, Music with Meaning, first broadcast in 1976, which gives you a clue how old Sam and I are. But anyway, thank God for the medium of radio and audio recording, because our voices can at least remain youthful, even though our bodies may grow old. Anyway, thanks so much, Sam, Mick, and Ruth, for continuing to use your wonderful talents for the Lord. And we know that this new album is going to reach many and encourage others not to shelve their talents as they grow older, but to keep using them for the Lord. Inspiring you to draw closer to God. You're listening to Nightlight. Well, on this Friends for Life album, there's a mixture of brand new songs, at least they're new to me, and some old classic ones which have been re-recorded, like this one from Sam Halbert. It's better to try and fail Than to carefully just let life pass you by It's better to try to no avail Than to sit around doing nothing till you die The people that bravely give their lives For the causes that change the world today 
We'll find out that o'er the rainbow lies Their reward that their lives weren't spent in vain Oh, it's better to try and fail Than to carefully just let life pass you by Yeah, it's better to try to avail Than to sit around doing nothing till you die You know, I'd rather be walking in the rain Than be hiding in my house on dreary days And I'd rather be happy though insane And be laughing at the world in their silly ways Oh, it's better to try and fail Than to carefully just let life pass you by It's better to try to avail Than to sit around doing nothing till you die Just go ahead and try to change black to white Well, normal people never even try Just reach out by faith and really fight Why should you walk when in the spirit you can fly? Asquanaga. Today, I'm 65. I have officially entered the ranks of the elderly. As of today, I'm an old man. What a wretched little word, old. It conjures up other words like decrepit and declining and dementia. It doesn't describe what I am or how I feel. It's almost insulting. Not too long ago, I considered 65-year-olds to be absolutely absolutely ancient, living on borrowed time, having little or nothing left to contribute. I just couldn't relate. Now that I'm 65, I have to admit that some things have changed. I have a belly, white hair, and a few quirks. I don't have as much strength as I used to. I go a little slower, forget things, and sometimes I don't recognize the tired or wrinkled face that stares at me from the mirror while I shave. The truth is, those things don't matter much. I don't believe that being old is best gauged by one's chronological age, but rather by one's heart. Old is an attitude. It's something we can decide about and control to a certain extent. Honestly, I've never felt better. My life has meaning, I'm fulfilled, I love my work and find fulfillment in it. I love to start new projects and face challenges. I've also learned to love life's simple joys, a grandchild's mischief, a sunset, a delicious meal, an invigorating ping-pong match, a glass of wine, a walk in nature, a stimulating conversation, travel, a good laugh, sleeping in occasionally and not feeling bad about it. This is the best stage of life so far. I've gained experience and some wisdom, albeit often through the school of hard knocks and my own blunders. It's been wonderful to see God's hand in my life, not only in my obvious blessings, 
but through adversity and trying, troubling, valley of the shadow of death experiences, I'm thankful for all of that now, because I realize it has helped shape me into the person I am today. I better understand which things have genuine, lasting value. I know what truly satisfies and what doesn't. I've learned about love. I've experienced the love of my wife, my children, my grandchildren, my friends. And I've drunk straight from the source of all love, God himself. I've learned to recognize the manifold ways through which God shows me his love every day, even though I'm still no closer to grasping how deep and wide his love is. I've never been more thankful for it. Some say life begins at 40. I say it begins at 65. album Friends for Life. That's Ruth Gordon, a song called Don't Look Back. 
Did you know you can listen online or download your favorite nightlight shows, as well as other radio programs and audio inspirations produced at Radioactive Productions? Visit our website today at radioact.org. And we've almost got 100 nightlight shows up there on our website. You can go there, listen online, download any shows that you'd like to hear again or that you never heard. And remember that these shows can also be shared with others. And you may want to pray about taking them along to your local Christian radio station, if you have one locally, because these shows can be played at any time, anywhere. They're not dated. So that's something you could pray about. Feeling all right while listening to Nightlight. Another song coming up from our featured album, Friends for Life, and this one is from Mick Fridley, and it's called Ride. Simplicity by Amanda White The other day I was listening to a Christian radio program on the way to the gym. Each day they ask a question for their listeners to respond to, either via phone or their Facebook page. And the topic that day was, 
What do you look forward to? The answers that listeners were sending in were simple yet refreshing. For example, one woman said she looked forward to having a cup of tea at night once her children were in bed. It got me thinking about the simple things in life. Essentially, that's what we all generally look forward to, the little things. A hug after a long day, a cup of something hot in the morning, the sun shining again after a rainy patch enabling us to finally hang out our laundry, a comfortable bed to slide into at night, a refreshing shower, a freshly mowed lawn, a meal out. I like to see these small things as being as much a part of God's love for me as the bigger gifts he sometimes sends my way. As Robert Louis Stevenson put it, the best things in life are nearest, breath in your nostrils, light in your eyes, flowers at your feet, duties at your hand, the path of right just before you. Then do not grasp at the stars, but do life's plain common work as it comes, certain that daily duties and daily bread are the sweetest things in life. Sure, sometimes we look forward to big and exciting things like an upcoming vacation, but more often than not, it's the simple day-to-day -day things that bring us joy and put a smile on our face. I'm reminding myself that I need to think more about those things, appreciate them more, as they get so easily lost amidst the craziness of life. It's not a new realization by any means, is just one of those principles of life and happiness that easily fade out of focus when so many bigger and more stressful things are obstructing my view or weighing me down. I decided to start small. I took that woman's advice on the radio. I set aside a few minutes to relax with a cup of tea that night after the kids were in bed. And I enjoyed every sip. I'm on a journey to find simplicity in my spiritual walk as well. The simple things in life make me happy. Perhaps my simple things will make God happy too. Coca-Cola What did Jesus do without a $400,000 home? What did Jesus do without a new Toyota? What did Jesus do without an iPad of his own? When he loves the people He's showing him how to help each other already with us 
And it knows our hearts and sees every move that we make to hear an updated version of that song because it was always one of my favorites it was written way before the internet let alone ipads and facebook and all the other advances in technology that not only jesus but also we managed to do without anyway great song definitely one you'll be hearing again on upcoming nightlight shows it's always bright when you're listening to nightlight Time now for another song from Ruth Gordon. Here's one that I've never heard before, but really enjoyed hearing for the first time. It's called The Sign of the Cross. It's a sign of the cross When you see a humble soul Reach out in love It's the sign of the cross When you feel that grace of God From up so sad when I first saw him. He was quite a few years older than I, but like I did during my first days in that impersonal hospital ward, he felt scared and worried. My bed was on the other side of the room, but I gave him a reassuring smile. It'll be all right. But he turned away, closed his eyes, and pretended he was asleep. A hospital is a strange place, All patients are on the same level. Everyone faces a common enemy, fear. What's wrong with me? Will I get better? Will the operation be successful? Later that day, I again tried talking with my fellow patient. I'd already been there for nearly two weeks and was starting to feel like a veteran. Why are you here? I asked. 
He looked so despondent. I almost felt bad I had asked. Then he softly answered, I was going on holiday. Car was in the front of the door. I went to use the bathroom one last time. That's when I saw the blood. He fidgeted with the hospital sheet. And now I'm here, instead of in a hotel in France with my wife. I feel like jumping out of the window. Right then, the doctor stepped in with a solemn face and told my new friend, Mr. Williams, your surgery is scheduled for first thing tomorrow. When the doctor left, I could tell he was in the depths of despair. He didn't want to talk anymore and pretended to be asleep again. Suddenly, I felt the nudge of God's spirit. Write a few verses from Psalm 91 on a card and give it to him before he goes to surgery. Psalm 91? What if he doesn't believe in you, Lord? Just do it. So I did. The nurse gave him the card the next morning before wheeling him out. The operation was a success. And so was the card. When I talked to him the next day, he said, Thank you so much for those wonderful words. They gave me so much strength. Did you write that? No, I answered. God did. They're from the Bible. Amazing, he mumbled, and then he smiled. Maybe I need to read that book for myself. When I open my heart to thee Like a dove, your spirit consoles me when I open my heart to Thee Your loving hands uphold me When I'm weary, heavy laden Seeking rest for my soul love cures me and you comfort and make me whole when I open my heart to me when I open my heart to thee and tell you all my hate I open my heart to thee You're never too busy to hear it If I'm discouraged Weeping and my life is full of care You're so Never opened your heart to Jesus, then it's so simple. You just have to 
Open your heart and invite him to come in. He says, Behold, I stand at the door of your heart and knock. If any man or woman hear my voice and open the door, I will come into him. And then begins a wonderful, beautiful, eternal relationship with Jesus. Praise the Lord. If you've never prayed the simple prayer to ask Jesus into your heart, you can right now. Just pray with me. Just say, Dear Jesus, please come and live in my heart. Please forgive me for my mistakes and shortcomings. Please give me your free gift of everlasting life. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, thanks so much to Sam Halbert, Mick Fridley, and Ruth Gordon for the beautiful songs on the program today. I think maybe one or two songs that we didn't quite fit in, but you'll hear them on upcoming Nightlight shows. Their album is called Friends for Life. We do have time for one more song, and it's a classic song that I'm so happy has been recorded again so that I can use it on Nightlight. Whither shall I go from thy spirit? I'll look forward to being back with you next time for another inspiring edition of Nightlight. Bye-bye. God bless.